The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to History of College Football Podcast. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss Tulsa's extraordinarily high-scoring 1919 and 1920 seasons. Tulsa's first football season was in 1895. In 1916, the Kendall Orange and Black, now they're called the Tulsa Hurricanes, went ton and oh. The 1916 Orange and Black opened the season with an 81 to nothing win and closed the season with wins of 82 to nothing and 117 to nothing and outscored their opponents by a combined score of 566 to 40. But in 1917, Kendall, which is now called Tulsa, hired a new coach, Hal Medford, and they did not win a game going 0-7 and 1, scoring over 13 points just twice all season and never more than 19 points. In 1918, they hired Arthur Smith, and this team went one and two in a three-game season, scoring nine points all season. They were shut out in their last game. In 1919, Kendall hired coach Francis Smith, and in one of the most remarkable turnarounds in college football history, they went from being shut out in the last game of the previous season to opening the 1919 season with a 155-0 defeat. Again, that's a 155-0 defeat of Oklahoma Baptists in the first game of the season. They follow that the following week, defeating East Central 60-0. to This means two games into the season, Kendall averaged 108 points per game. They went on to finish the season with wins of 27 to nothing, 67 to 6, 75 to nothing, 63 to 7, 70 to 0, and 70 to 0 before entering the last game of the season. Going into the last game of the season, Kendall was averaging 66 points per game. And in the last game of the season, they tied Oklahoma State 7-7. to seven. The 1919 team finished 8-0-1, scoring over 60 points in seven of their nine games. They scored 591 points in nine games, averaging 72 points per game. And that includes the last game of the season where they scored only seven points. The defense gave up a mere 27 points with five shutouts. In 1920, Coach Mitt's second season, Coach Smith's 1920 team opened the season with a 121-0 defeat of St. Gregory, and in week two, defeated Northeast Oklahoma 155-0. So if you're keeping track, after back-to-back wins to open the season, they averaged an astonishing 136 points per game. I'll say that again, 136 points per game. They went on in week three to win 88-0, followed by wins of 20-14, 10-0, 3-0, 14-7, 81-0, 88-0, and that led us up to week 10. Going into week 10, the 1920 team was 9 0, had shut out their previous two opponents, 81 0 and 88 0. And up to that point in the season, in nine games, scored over 80 points five times and over 120 points twice. Oh, and Coach Francis Smith, he had not lost a game as coach of Kendall. They were 17 0 1. There they faced Phillips, who was also undefeated in conference play. 
The game was billed as a championship of Oklahoma. The game was a defensive struggle. Four times Kendall lined up for a field goal, and four times their usually reliable field goal kicker missed. At the end of the second quarter, Kendall drove to the one-yard line, faced third and goal from the one when time expired, and the halftime score was knotted at 0-0, a scoreless tie. In the third quarter, Kendall fumbled the punt down near their own goal line. Phillips got the ball back, tried to punch it in, but was stuffed on four downs. The game ended in a scoreless tie. So the 1920 team finished the season with a 45 nothing shutout of Missouri. Rolla to finish the season 10-0-1. Now to summarize this 1920 season, this team was an offensive juggernaut as they scored over 80 points five times in wins of 121 to nothing, 151 to nothing, 88 to nothing, 81 to nothing, and 88 to nothing again. This team scored 622 points and averaged 57 points per game. If you discard the shutout that they had suffered, they averaged 62 points per game. The defense gave up a mere 21 points, recording eight shutouts. Now, in the offseason on February 8, 1921, Kendall College officially became the University of Tulsa. And it was said that the success of the 1919 and 1920 seasons had in some ways led to the name change. Entering the 1921 season, they began with a 92 to nothing defeat of East Central Oklahoma, followed by a 75 to 13 defeat of the Cholico Indians. Going into week three, they faced Northwest Oklahoma where they won 17 to seven. And then it happened. In week four, Tulsa lost in a shutout to TCU. Now remember, this was 1921. Tulsa had not lost leading up to that game since 1918 and had averaged 63 points per game in that stretch up until this game. How did they get shut out? Well, they were outplayed in every department. A small crowd did gather that day to watch the game, but in the first quarter, when TCU held Tulsa scoreless, the Frogs seemed to see hope in their game. In the second quarter, Tulsa fumbled at the four-yard line, a mere four yards from the end zone. On the next drive, the reliable Tulsa field goal kicker missed the chip shot, and it all changed at that moment. TCU could not move the ball, punted, but Tulsa's punt returner bobbled the punt and was tackled in his own end zone, and TCU had taken a 2 to nothing lead. They built the lead to 9 to nothing going into halftime, then third quarter touchdown put the game out of reach at 16 to nothing. Tulsa would go on to be shut down in the next game, 21 to 0, and finish the season with a 6 and 3 record. Now, the aftermath of those two seasons, history will remember Francis Smith probably in this manner. From 1919 to 1921, his teams at Kendall or Tulsa went 24 3 and 2. He won 86% of his games. Coach Schmidt was hired following a one and two season in 1919 after he served as a captain in the 437th infantry in World War I. Coach Smith burst onto the Tulsa scene, winning his first game 152 to nothing over Oklahoma Baptist. Coach Smith's 1919 team went 8 0 1, and that was followed by his 1920 team that went 10 0 1. That team scored over 100 points twice, starting the season with a 121 to nothing defeat of St. Gregory followed by a 151-0 defeat of Northeast Oklahoma. This means in just over one season of play, Coach Smith's teams will be remembered as scoring over 150 points twice. Francis Smith went on to Colts, Arkansas, TCU, and Ohio State with a final stop at Idaho. His teams were known for their razzle-dazzle. He passed away at the young age of 58, and he is in the College Football Hall of Fame. Well, after the 1921 season, this program went on to amazing heights. From 1941 to 1945, the program under coach Harry Franca went to five straight bowl games, and that included two Sugar Bowls and an Orange Bowl. The 1942 
Tulsa Golden Hurricane finished 10 and 1, led the nation in scoring points per game, and was second in scoring defense. They finished number four in the final AP poll. The 1949 Tulsa team was a heavy underdog to Villanova, who was undefeated, but they defeated Villanova 21 to 19. From 1961 to 1968, under coach Glenn Dobbs, Tulsa had an innovative passing attack that took the nation by storm from 1962 to 1966. Coach Dobbs' version of the Golden Hurricane was a nightmare for opposing defenses as his team led the nation in passing for five consecutive years. The 1964 team led by Jerry Rome, who by the way, finished second in Heisman Trophy balloting and wide receiver Harrod Twilley broke 20 NCAA records. Glenn Dobbs ended up in the College Football Hall of Fame. As with Jerry Rome in 1964, he led the nation in passing, 317 yards per game, and became the first Division I-day team to average 300 yards passing. They led the nation in total offense. Jerry Rome was the first NCAA player in Division I ever to pass for over 30 touchdowns in a season. In 1968, Tulsa claimed the most unusual distinction. See, on November 23, 1968, Tulsa was beaten by Houston 100-6 as Kendall slash Tulsa had defeated Oklahoma Baptist 155 to nothing on September 27, 1919, Tulsa has this unusual distinction in the annals of college football history of a program that has scored over 150 points in a game and given up over 100 points in a game. They also have the distinction of being the last Division I team to allow 100 points. An interesting side note to this game was that Houston was up 93 to six with a minute left in the game when they fielded a punt and Mike Simpson returned it to the house with the score 99 to six and lining up for the extra point. Houston fans started chanting, make that kick and history was made. A 100 to six defeat of Tulsa. The Tulsa program sent many greats into the NFL like Howard Twilley, Drew Pearson and Steve Largent. So it is a foreknown conclusion that Tulsa has a rich, exciting history from the 1960 team who averaged 57 points per game to the high flying offenses propelled by Jerry Rome. Tulsa has carved a niche of long and storied history in college football. As an offensive juggernaut, they went on to play in New Year Bowl games. They placed legends onto the NFL gridiron. But for all of their magnificent history, none of it compares to two glorious back-to-back -back seasons when the Kendall Orange and Black, over a 20-game stretch, scored 61 points per game. And that includes being shut out once. To top it off, they yielded a mere 48 points over that stretch and won by an average margin of 61 to three. The vastitudes of time will remember 1919 and 1920 Kendall Orange and Black as the team that in a 20 game stretch, 20 game stretch scored over 70 points nine times, over 80 points six times, over 90 points four times, over 100 points three times, and over 150 points twice. And if that is not enough, Two games into their first season, they averaged 108 points per game. The following season, it even got better. For after two games into their second season, they averaged 136 points per game. How many programs can claim that type of lore? Hmm, dare I say no one. Thank you for listening to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode. <laughs>